The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all. From the new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that just won't quit using up your bandwidth. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. We had a, I'll have to tell you after the show, Max, because oh. I don't want to reveal our numbers, but we had a pretty significant uh, podcast milestone yesterday. Oh, yeah? I'll tell you after the show. Okay. It's an industry secret. <laughs> Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his her 70th oh, birthday today. Wow. Okay. Is Olivia Newton-John. Sure. I just want to go on record. I think Grease sucks. Sure, that's fine. <laughs> There's, I, is there really anyone that's going to fight you that hard on that? Yes. Is her name Clinton. Jen? Her name is, her name is Jen Tepper. Yeah. My wife will scratch and claw. Nah. And there's. Let's I, be honest here. She'll just. She'll be a little. Let's cross. bring in. Let's bring in our recruiting analyst, Greg Powers, <laughs> for this right, conversation. Okay. Uh, your thoughts on Greece? Uh, better than Mamma Mia. Whoa! See, I don't know. Mamma Mia's got some bangers. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. What is this show? Anyway, become? today is Wednesday, September 26, two thousand eighteen. Fifty-seven days until Thanksgiving. Episode six twenty-nine. Six twenty-nine. Esteban Beltre's OPS and his last. Can we do the career. so fifty-seven days until Thanksgiving? Yeah, that's less than two months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go on record as saying fifty-seven days feels like less than two months. You have the stupidest <laughs> concept of time. You have but, the worst idea but, of what time is. But this one makes sense. I'm saying for once. So it's 57 so, days. So what? Is it, is it seven weeks from tomorrow? Oh, see, now you're throwing weeks into it? Mm. Is it seven weeks from tomorrow? So here's the other thing, and here's the terrifying thing. And I, I, I don't bring this up very often. Seven weeks feels cares. farther away than fifty-seven days. I don't. I don't. But like, <laughs> ever since um, I found out that um, my wife got knocked up, yeah. Um, the the countdown is like the countdown is like cu- pretty close to Thanksgiving, right? the The due date is December second, yeah. and then this is yeah. uh, November twenty-third. So like, every time I say this, it's like, like the 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 knife, like the guillotine, gets closer to dropping. Mm-hmm. You know, so now there's like a double meaning for me. But no, I don't think that uh, I don't think that this sounds like I think 57 days sounds like a really long time. Nah, you're going to nah. sleep 57 times between now and Thanksgiving. That doesn't seem like that many. Anyway, I'm good. Like I said, for once, I'm going to say I'm going to go on the record. 57 days feels like less than two weeks. Also, well, ap- of course, it's less than less than two weeks. Uh, no, no, no. Seven. Oh, seven, seven, seven weeks. weeks. Okay. Uh, apropos. Well, not apropos of nothing, but just, just for your own edification. That's actually the subtitle of this show. Yeah, I know. Just for your own edification, our viewers and commenters have way too many effing opinions on Greece and Mamma Mia. We'll get to that. I'm a little... We'll get to that in final thoughts. I'm, I'm a little... Was there Mamma Mia hate? I... I don't know, man. 
I don't know, man. We'll talk musicals in the final thoughts. Uh, but let's, let's Jacob John says seven weeks does feel farther away than 57 days. See? I'm bringing them in. Disagree. I'm roping them in. Stop, stop spreading your poisonous thoughts on time. All right, let's get into today's show. Four powers is just like, man, what do I want? All I can think about is turkey. I mean, (laughs) see, this is why this guy's Uh, our recruiting analyst. Don't even get me started. So let's do this. Let's do this intro. I'm Greg Tepper. That's okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. In three, two. I'm Greg Tepper. That's Greg Powers. This is this week in Cruton. We're going to do like the over the top. Next week, I need you to say, I'm Greg Powers. Okay. And then I'll do this week in That'll Cruton. Work. Okay, that's what that's without. Should I say Cruton, though? This week in Cruton. That's hey, there you go. Hey, see, now you're figuring We're it workshopping out. this. We're producing this on the fly, as, which as, is the other subtitle of the show. This is completely usual. unscripted. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, first of all, where were you last week? What games were you at? West Mesquite, mm-hmm. Denton Ryan. Yeah, and there were a couple West Mesquite kids you had your eye on. Definitely, Ty Jordan, mm-hmm. Dalen Wright, uh, but Denton Ryan really, yeah. really shined in that game, and they've got some younger guys coming up. A guy who really caught my eye was Jatavian Sanders, a defensive end, six four, two twenty, had seven tackles and a sack in the game. No offers yet, but that's sure to change. He's a P five level type of kid. This is Greg Powers, the recruiting analyst and expert from Next Level Athlete. Follow him on Twitter at gpowers seventy nine, which is about to change. I think we're going to try to find you. Yeah, we're working through it. Maybe and, G Powers D one might be what yeah. we've decided. And follow Next Level Athlete at Next Level D one. All right, so a few things to get to here. First and foremost, uh, it's the commitment of the week commitment of the week texas lands a, a pretty solid uh pretty solid little playmaker out of uh, out of plano east and tyler owens and he wins commitment of the week by default he was the only commitment this week so but <laughs> congratulate he been, default default <laughs> but he would have been the commitment of the week anyway yeah. he committed to texas he's a kid who ran a 10 3 100 meter time mm. which is very impressive impressive 10 5 laser timed 100 meter you don't see that often in a guy who's six foot two 200 pounds i think the biggest question for me going forward is does he play in the defensive backfield or does he move down into the box i'm a guy who thinks he moves down in the box and is it the the type of guy who big 12 defenses uh are really going to love because yeah. of his speed his ability to cover and he can tackle yeah he's uh, a hard hitter watching this video yeah Good he's definitely Lord. a hard hitter but does need to clean up his tackling technique those arm tackles won't work in in mm-hmm. college uh, but he does deliver a boom when he arrives at the ball carrier, and I really like that. Plano East kids are typically pretty tough when they arrive on the next level. Yeah, that, they have a pretty good reputation of putting those guys out, and, and it, it seems like it seems like Tom Herman has a type defensively because this guy kind of falls into. He's I don't think he's at the same level as like B.J. Foster, but like it sure seems like there's a lot of like similarities in body type, a lot of similarities in style uh, in the way that in the way that they play. It seems like he's got a type defensive. Well, they're really building something special, I think, in the defensive backfield and with linebackers who can run. I you know, I, I'm a guy who constantly says that a real problem that schools like Texas, Oklahoma, Texas A and M have had in being able to upset the Alabamas of this world right now is that the the best defensive backs have been leaving the state. The best players who can run have been leaving the state and Texas has changed that over the last couple of cycles. So our commit of the week is Tyler Owens from uh, Plano East. Let's now bounce down to the Houston area for our underclassman of the week and a guy who's been in the news a little bit lately, 
Uh, quarterback Malik Hornsby, now officially a Fort Bend Marshal. He was cleared by the, uh, he transferred from Houston, Austin, now uh, got cleared by the state executive committee um, this week. But uh, first and foremost, tell me what this kid brings to the table. Oh, he's a dual threat guy. I mean, he was player of the year, I think, in their district or offensive player of the year in their district last year, which really, as a sophomore, as a sophomore yeah. which really says a lot about his ability. And colleges are already starting to come after him Arkansas, uh, Auburn, Baylor, Florida State, or just some of the offers. Texas and Texas A&M in-state for him already. But, I mean, I'm going to throw this one back to you. What's this actually mean for the Buffaloes yeah. now that he's eligible? They've got a pretty good team. Yeah, absolutely. This is this has been a great week for Fort Bend Marshall. They, they beat Manville, kind of the, their nemesis for a long time in, in overtime. And then they get – and they do that without Malik Hornsby. They're undefeated. They're already past the toughest part of their regular season schedule. Now you add in a quarterback, and I think this is actually the perfect time for him to come in in the sense that – they are now going to uh, Marshall's going to be favored in the rest of their regular season games, and so if there are hiccups in working him in and kind of getting him into an offense that was already really humming with Devin Chain and, and company, um, if 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 there are some hiccups, he can like they've got some time to build that up to peak at the right time. I think this was a, a, a fantastic week for Fort Bend Marshall, not just obviously the win and, and pretty much clinching in my opinion their district championship, but also uh, adding in a, a quarterback the caliber of Malik Hornsby. This is the kid that uh, Houston area. The coaches when he transferred to Fort Bend Marshall they were texting me saying dude Marshall's like crazy good now like but, like this kid kind of puts them over the top Marshall always has talent but adding a guy like Malik Horsley. contender now absolutely 100% I think they are on the short list of four of 5A division two state champions uh, contender and it would not be a surprise to see them uh, now they have to run through a, a, a gauntlet in region three but um, if they get through that they will be very battle-tested, probably take on Alito in a title game. So uh, Malik Hornsby, uh, a, a name-to-know, a 2020 kid, now a Fort Bend Marshall. He probably will be the starting quarterback uh, next week. So let's now talk about the um, recruit of the week. The recruit of the week. Defense, too. I love it. I love it. Let's talk a little defense. This is a Texas Tech commit. Um, uh, Texas Tech getting defensive guys. This just doesn't compute for me. But uh, but Stephen Parker from South Oak Cliff is uh, is certainly jumps off the page at you. Well, Texas Tech did well defensively in the game against Oklahoma State mm-hmm. last week too, and then Stephen Parker's probably that next big thing I think for their defensive front has been putting up numbers the last couple of years. That's probably likened to Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett had that eight sack game I think his senior mm-hmm. season. So this week Stephen Parker is up for Mister Texas Football Player of the Week after a ten tackle, six sacks, seven tackles for a loss, and two forced fumble performance against red oak which is that's pretty impressive it's not a bad red oak team either like that's, a, that's really impressive and south oak cliff this is just another in a long line of of the golden bears putting out big time prospects yeah definitely they they're always loaded with talent it's definitely a top stop stop for college coaches when they come into the dallas area uh, but i really think parker can get after the quarterbacks and that's what texas tech needs they need a guy who can constantly put pressure and really that's it that's a game changer i think for them if he can come in and be an impact player it's greg powers of next level athlete joining us on texas football today get involved in the conversation hashtag tf today so let's now move on to your uh we're calling it prospect on the rise uh this is a kid that i saw in person in week one and i think now i mean he was pretty good as a junior or a sophomore rather pretty good as a sophomore having a really solid junior year quarterback haynes king at a long view coach's kid um but he's starting to get noticed. And definitely you think he should be. He's Our crudism of the week is gunslinger. Uh, and I think Haynes King is a gunslinger. He's Can we a, get like a bell that whatever we use a crudism, <laughs> he's going like, ding, ding. Yeah. Crud- crudism of the week, gunslinger. And I kind of 
by definition, it's a guy who will stay in in, in the face of pressure, deliver a ball, and also can get it out quick. Haynes can do all that. He's also had to stand up to the pressure of being John King's son. Mm-hmm. John King's son at Longview. I know that that is, a, is an added thing that he has to overcome every time that he steps on the field. It's hard to be a coach's son, but it's also good as colleges evaluate him that they know he understands the X's and O's of the game. He understands what pressure is. Um, and and he's going to be a big-time guy. He's still under the radar a little bit frame-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, man, he can get it out. He gets it out quick. He has a big arm, uh, and he's putting up big numbers this year. And the thing that jumps out to me, zero interceptions, 11 mm-hmm. touchdowns. I mean, I think that's huge that he's responsible with the football. He does. He takes care of the football as his dad, John King, the head coach at Longview, would demand from him. Uh, but this kid is uh, certainly shooting up the the, uh, the, the rankings, and uh, this guy is, uh, is something special. Uh, so I want to ask you now about where you're heading this weekend. Plano Prestonwood Christian Academy takes mm-hmm. on St. Pius, and that's a game, I believe, between number one and number two in the mm-hmm. private school ranks. I think it's a state championship possible mm-hmm. determiner mm-hmm. and maybe a preview mm-hmm. of the state championship game this year. And they're both loaded with prospects. Austin Stogner for Plano Prestonwood committed to Oklahoma, one of the top tight ends that I've probably ever covered. Him and Caden Smith right mm-hmm. there, one and two probably for me in the high school ranks. He's very athletic, and he's a guy who can do a little bit of everything. H-back, split out wide as a wide receiver, can be a true inline guy, and I really like that about his game. And then on the flip side, you have quarterback Grant Gunnell, mm-hmm. who's committed to Arizona, uh, was originally committed to that Kevin Sumlin staff before they moved on, and he's put up some of the most, well, maybe by the time he leaves, might be the most prolific yeah, passer he, in he the history. Up, of, he's put up silly numbers. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous what he's done, and he could be an NFL type of guy i mean he's got that frame he's got an arm uh and he can lead an offense so i'm very interested to see what those two guys can do and really who wins this game i mean i picked this game because i think it's going to come down to the wire and it's mm-hmm. going to be a great game to attend yeah two private schools that are no no stranger to putting out big time prospects and it uh, looks like they're at it again he is greg powers of next level athlete follow him on twitter at gpower 79 and follow next level athlete at next level d1 on twitter as well Greg, I appreciate your time. Uh, why don't we do this again next week? Let's do it every week. Okay. If, well, I was going to just commit to next week, but well, that's let's fine. Do it, let's do it every week. Okay. Well, I'm not. It's fine I'm, with me. Why isn't it fine with you, Greg? I just, you know, you know how I feel about commitment. I'm always okay. excited about the next level prospect, next level athlete prospect on the rise. Who's it going to be next week? You got to tune in to find out. You've got to right. tune in. You do. to this week in Cruton. You took my. You've got to tune again. in to this week in Cruton. There we go. There Thanks, we Greg. Go. There he goes, Greg Powers. The uh, recruiting analyst and expert and all-around dude at Next Level Athlete. Uh, make sure you check them out, our, uh, our partners in recruiting here. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting. Recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. If you like recruiting, you will love what you get in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider Package. You get two magazines, including the 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Recruiting, profile of more than 400 prospects around the state, comes out right after Thanksgiving. That'll be mailed directly to you. You also get pre-order for the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the preview magazine, 400 pages. Uh, you know what it is. You're watching this show. I don't need to sell you on that. It, you get pre for that last week or last year rather um, subscribers got it a week early so that is something to keep in mind you also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com including 
Computer rankings of every Texas high school football team. That's up right now at TexasFootball.com. Computer projections of all uh, of every Texas high school football game. Uh, I believe there's 672 games this week. I just pushed it live at TexasFootball.com if you want to go check out the game projections for that. You also get a season's worth of Tep and Step, the high school football nerdcast from Matt Step and I. We recorded it yesterday. It is up right now. It should be in your feed if you have subscribed to it, or you can listen to it at TexasFootball.com. You get recruiting analysis from our from our friend Greg Powers that you just heard from and Next Level Athlete. All that fun stuff for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Max, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the play by play voice of the only team in the state of Texas to have two wins over top twenty five teams. He's also a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. We are joined by Craig Way. Craig, I guess that Texas can't beat a ranked team this week, but it sure seems like they've made a habit of it. Maybe that's the scary thing, Jeff. Maybe they need to play darn ranked teams. I don't know. If, they, if the Maryland game was any indication, actually, they did beat an unranked in Tulsa after that. Mm-hmm. So uh, the main thing about them, I think, is maintaining the momentum. They've got a good feeling about where they are, about the work they put in. This was a big hay in the barn week because maybe this is a season of exercising demons. They were able to do that with TCU, hadn't beaten the Horned Frogs since 2013. Now they go to a place where they haven't won. Well, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What, what were you doing in the fall of 2002? 2002? Let's see. I would have been a very poor sophomore offensive lineman at Coppell. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was a very poor play-by-play broadcast. No, I, it was in my first year of doing a play-by-play uh, for Texas that year, Oh, two. That's the last time wow. that Texas won a game in Manhattan, Kansas. Although they haven't played there every year, obviously. Mm-hmm. It, in fact, I think they've played a grand total of seven times up there, going back to 1998. But they haven't won there since Oh, two, and that's the only time yeah. they've won there. So it, it's been a minute. It's been a house of horrors for them, but we'll see if the Longhorns can get it done up there in Manhattan uh, with a 2.30 kick. Is that right? That is correct. 2.30 kick, which will actually, I could guess I can kind of break this news to our audience, which will prevent you from being on High School Scoreboard Live on Friday night. Uh, that is true. Because you'll have to be uh, hoofing it up to Manhattan. Um, we will miss you desperately, but more importantly, uh, Rick will, Rick will not only have one person to judge his puns on Friday night. Well, that's a good thing, I guess. And, and you know, uh, you know the, the the weird thing about that is, is that we've talked about this before. When I came back to doing the show, and I did it from '96, I guess through 2000 or '99, right there, and I stepped away from it uh, for a couple of years, especially when I was going the first year play by play for Texas. I wanted to make sure I was, you know, uh, that I had had down everything I needed to do the routine for doing it. And then at the time, Mike Anastasia, who was the executive producer, called me going into 2004. So I guess I'd been away from it three seasons, 01, 02, 03, and said, any way we can get you to come back and, and do at least some of the shows? I know you've got the – and I said, yeah, 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 I, I, things are pretty comfortable now. I know my routine. I can do that. He said, well, look at the schedule and see what you could do. So I looked at the schedule, and he called me back and said, do you, how many of the uh, uh, 17 shows back then we do? How many of the 17 shows can you do? 
And I said, well, look, I took a real hard look at it, Mike. I said, I think I can do 14 for you. So 14? We thought you could do like maybe four or five. So, you know, the old uh, Al Pacino line, you know, just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. So I love it, and, and that's why I still do it. And I think out of our 18 shows this year, I think uh, I'm probably doing 15 of them. So, uh, you know, that's, that's I, I hate the ones that I have to miss, but occasionally you have to miss. Well, we will, we'll of course, keep you posted on all the things that happen in, in Texas high school football. I'm sure you'll have your finger on the pulse of it as well. But I do want to ask you about last week. Um, obviously, the ones that jump out to, to you are, are Fort Ben Marshall's win over Manville, a, a few other <laughs> games. Um, besides those headliners, is there a game that, that – that now that you've thought about it and now that you've had time to digest it, uh, that you go, wow, that's uh, that's something I did not expect. Well, I, you know, uh, you and I talked about this on the show on Monday. I don't think anybody is that incredibly worried about West Orange Stark, but they are one in three. And at some point you do draw a line about whether you rank a school or not. And, and uh, in, in a week where uh, you can have two, two and two teams be ranked in a top 10 with less than half the season uh, completed. You think about that for a moment, Tab. If you've got two teams with multiple losses and you haven't even played half the season yet and they're still ranked, mm-hmm. that tells you something about the respect that the voters have for the poll, uh, have for a certain school. And, and, and that might, that's definitely the case for Stephenville. La Vega, maybe not quite as much, but we'll find out a little more about that this week for sure. We're talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. You know, one game that I feel like maybe we glossed over, uh, but and I, I know that we I don't think we've mentioned it on the show this week, but I'm really interested in your thoughts. Is Converse Judson? Um, you know that that's a game that I know had kind of lost a little bit of its luster going into it. You know, Steele had taken a loss, and 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 it, you know maybe these aren't those kind of bona fide state championship containers that we were used to. But at the same time, I was the more I think about it, I think Judson's win over Steele is just as impressive as a lot of the other wins out there. I'm I'm interested in in now your thoughts on coming out of uh, Judson's win over Steele, uh, a game that you know as we mentioned, of House of Horrors, Steele has pretty much dominated Judson since you know for for uh, pretty much their entire existence yeah and, and you're right and and I'll tell you another reason why it kind of slid under the radar for us uh and we're all kind of uh victims of this from time to time Judson was coming off an unintentional buy because mm-hmm. they had that stormed out game I guess what Harlan's and they were supposed to play and and it didn't happen so you had that and so it, it became one of those out of sight, out of mind things, and I think everybody expected them to win the game over Steel, but to dominate the way the way that they did, I think that's what took people the most by surprise. And it's like, take notes, they're for real, they're really good. We've been saying that from the start, and the, and the rankings prove it as well. But they are really good, and that was just the latest statement from them. We also talked. Uh, I know we talked with their head coach on on scoreboard. We were able to get him late, uh, basically after their game finally ended. But we got Drew Sanders from Vandegrift uh, on the on the phone following their their really gutty win over Hendrickson. Um, I mean, I guess my question is: it, it kind of seems like it's it's not all it's not a you know a, 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 a path lined with with sunshine and daffodils, but at the same time, they're kind of past the toughest part of their district schedule with wins over Cedar Ridge and, and Hendrickson. So, so my question is, how good is this Austin Vandegrift team, which now looks like it's in the catbird seat to finish the regular season undefeated? It's a great question, Tep, because when you play the two teams that were the acknowledged 
favorites to win that district. Uh, Cedar Ridge was a state semifinalist a year ago and a two-time defending district champion. Hendrickson was a quarterfinalist whose last loss came at Cedar Ridge, and they were loaded, and they were off to that incredible start. I, I think everybody certainly expected it to be uh, those two vying for the district title. Vandegrift was looked at as being the third or the fourth team out of that district. Yeah, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get into the postseason as a runner-up, uh, probably in the D2 bracket, but, uh, but they're probably, you know, that's the way they were looked at. And some of it had to do with the fact they'd be in, been in the district with Lake Travis and Westlake the prior two years and were kind of viewed as an also-ran there because Lake Travis and Westlake were the two headliners out of that. And Vandegrift hadn't beaten either one of those. They'd come close twice with Westlake, but hadn't beaten either one of those. So it was pretty natural for folks to expect it. But what Vandegrift is doing with its defense now is reminiscent of what Cedar Park, its neighbor and rival just a couple of miles away, was doing uh, for the past few years with the whole Black Rain defense. Well, uh, for Vandegrift, it's the Black Mamba defense now, with all apologies to Kobe. That was, that's, that's what they're calling it now. And, and it is. It's a Black Mamba. It has been tough. I remember talking to you last week about how they're going to need a really good defensive performance from guys like Jax McCauley, their junior linebacker, at 15 and a half tackles in the win over Cedar Ridge. Well, the acknowledged leader of their defense, or senior linebacker, Spencer Jones, said, I'll see your 15 and a half and raise you a half as a tackle. He got 16 tackles last week. Their, their defense is doing that, and Drew Dawson, their quarterback, mm-hmm. has stepped in. That was a, a definite question mark going into the season. We knew Isaiah Smallwood was a proven commodity at running back. Well, what about the quarterbacks today? Dawson has proved that, and that's a big reason why Vandegrift has played so well. So then let's matriculate now forward from week four to week five. We are uh, on the cusp of it, about to have another big week of Texas high school football. Um, I first want to ask you about uh, which game or games particularly tickle your fancy um, that, you know, on Friday night you won't be with us, so you'll kind of have your your choice to to pay attention to whatever games you want. Which ones are you going to be most locked into? I, I like when you give me the choices. When you tell me I can only choose A or B, those are those are good. Those are the good. Those are the good dilemma choices. There. I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of there's. You know, in in the funny thing is, in the greater Austin and Central Texas area, the, I, I just said this on my show a little while ago. It's kind of a down week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not the great the, the the most compelling game probably, and this is why we say down week. When we think of, of blockbuster weeks of high school games, we think of state-ranked teams or teams that are expected to contend for a district title, battling. And we're going to see that coming up with Lake Travis and Westlake. We're going to see that uh, with, with Hutto and Cedar Park. And, and there'll be uh, other games like that. Obviously, Childers and Canadian coming up later in October is going to be incredible. Uh, next week, uh, Gladewater and West Rusk is going to be really good uh, this week. Uh, we're used to saying that. And then when you get uh, a matchup of two teams, it could be a really good game, but they're not going to be probably contending for the district title, then it falls into that category of, yeah, maybe it's not as good a game. And that's exactly where Stony Point and mm-hmm. Cedar Ridge fall into. Now, Cedar Ridge has a loss uh, to Hendricks, or, I mean, to Vandergrift, as we talked about. And, and here's, and here's Stoney, who's unbeaten, but still kind of an unproven commodity. The running back's good, Tyler Cleveland. And, and I think that's a, it's a good running back matchup, Cleveland for Stony Point and, and Deuce Vaughn, uh, for Cedar Ridge. But th- th- those two teams could well be battling for the final 
playoffs spot out of 13 6 eight. And that's what we're going to see across the state in a lot of places this week is the fight for teams, the, the middle of the pack group, so to speak, that are still playoff postseason contenders. We're talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. One last question for him because he's got to run. He's an important man. Um, okay, I'm going to tell you a game. I don't want your game analysis. I don't want to pick. I don't want you to tell me the keys to the game. I just want your overall reaction to this matchup existing. Amarillo Tascosa <laughs> will play Brownsville Hannah in San Antonio. I want that whole district. I want the whole uh, – you and I talked about this on Monday. It's kind of like the, the Texas high school football version of the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Let's take the Valley and let's pair them against the Basin on Panhandle, and let's see how they do. All of those matchups are kind of fun to look at, you know, and, and especially – let me say this also, Deb. For two districts, and both of those districts are non district scheduling challenged because mm-hmm. it's 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 difficult to be able to do that i think it's a great deal mm-hmm. i think it really is whether you're playing uh, some of them are uh, some of them are playing up north some of them are playing south and some are playing in between so uh, i i like all of it i like that entire district all of those matches yeah it's a the the 26a versus 32a is just one of those it's a bizarre set of games that I mean that in the in the most wonderful way. It's so bizarre and odd, and yet I'm going to be so just enamored with all of these games. He's he's Craig Way. He's the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Follow him on Twitter at CraigWay1. And hear him on the Texas Longhorns IMG Radio Network calling Texas's maybe redemption in Manhattan? <laughs> we'll hope. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. Safe travels, and we'll do this again next week. You got it, Jeff. Take care. There he goes. Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Wednesday here on Texas Football Today. Uh, yeah. The more I think about it, the more I love Tascosa and Hannah. Oh, I just, yeah. I just You're fired it. up about I that. I just one. love it. It's yeah. such a weirdo game, and I just love it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Whatever. It's the favorite. Paul Roberts says, uh, Mart versus Refurio, game of the week by far. Have to agree with him, but I, one that you guys didn't talk about and one that I keep banging the desk about in this office, and I feel like no one's listening to me. Midlothian Heritage yeah. versus Waco La Vega, baby. This well, is a prove-it game for Heritage. Well, I think it's a prove-it game for both of them. Because here's so here's the thing for I mean for, this is a this is a position that Waco La Vega lives in though you're right but yeah. La Vega La Vega's two and two yeah this would be a third loss yeah two now admittedly one of them's to a five A team the other one's to maybe the best team in four A division one Argyle and then another one to Midlothian Heritage but I think you're right this is a prove it game for for Midlothian Heritage that's a huge huge game. Um, there's there's big games. I think Collinsville and Seymour is super tasty. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, there's a yeah. really nice top layer. Sepp and I talked about it on Tap and Sepp yesterday. There's this really t- what he called the burn ends. The burn ends like the, <laughs> the brisket's fine. It's okay, but the burn ends like sure. the really t- the really like the really good stuff. It's still really really good. Fear of March gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Brent Holman says uh, upset of the week on Friday. Graham over Springtown. You heard it first. You're biased, Brent. You're biased. Uh, I don't know. I don't. It's hard to go against Pojo. Yeah, come on. Porcupines, man. Mm-hmm. I mean. We have Pojo shirt. We do need a Pojo shirt. Uh, Daniel Agnew says he was at that Texas and Kansas State game in 2002. That weekend was a blast. What well, was the invention of fire like? Yeah, right. Uh, Did you think it was a fad? Could have been that much fun if you can remember it. hey <laughs> Uh, Shay <laughs> Harris, our man out west, says, how about that underclassman QB Malachi Brown from San Angelo, though? It's a good start. It's a good, good start. start. It is a good um, start. Uh, obviously, you're gonna, you know, 
you don't replace Maverick McIver. Um, but I do think that this bodes very well. This is a, a like this is a short term pain for a long term gain. Yeah. That like you can you can look down the road and you can picture twenty 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 one with a or twenty twenty rather with a three year starter quarterback at Malachi Brown. Uh, he's impressed me. Um, I still I, I still reserve the right to be skeptical of the Bobcats, but I think that he's he's looked really good. All right, and now we're going to close this out with the many comments that you incurred because of your musical debate Mm -hmm. so get ready misael romero our good friend says greatest showman best musical just throwing out a new one not seen it haven't seen it absolutely uh jacob john says i will take mamma mia over saturday night fever in greece it's the music disco and abba make me want to gouge my eyes out that's i get it i get it disco's terrible Uh, yeah disco's terrible and um and then that doo-wop stuff's awful. Uh, well, Just, it's, yeah, I don't know. Miguel Pena is asking for the 17th time who wins Angleton versus Shadow Creek. He is doing this wrong. Robert Wolf says seven weeks. Friday, Mailback Friday. Mailback Friday is where we do this. And, uh, Specific you're, games, Mailback Friday. You're almost there. Uh, Robert Wolf says seven weeks sure does seem further than 57 days. Just saying. Just saying. It, you know, it's the same amount of time. Just Saying. He also says, uh, Mamma Mia, way better than Greece. Uh, we're all wrong, guys. You're all wrong. Uh, the best musical is like Shea Harris is the actual winner in this, by the way. Mm-hmm. He hasn't watched either. Uh, uh, no. What? Are you really going to? He's the winner. Yeah. He's the winner. Um, he also loves the opening song. That is uh, Slide Bottle Blues by Clay Jeffrey, man. Uh, we get that every now and then. It's a great song. Does he mean the opening song of Greece? Uh, no. He does not mean the opening song of Greece. Uh, Misael, uh, this is a great question to ask to close with. What point will the studio not be new anymore? Yeah, it's a good. You know, I thought about it. So I've kind of transitioned from brand new to new. And now, <laughs> maybe like next week, I'll start saying from the Dave Campbell's Texas football. Sure. Although, like, you hear radio stations, like, whenever they get their, their, um, their studio sponsored, they'll always say, they'll say new for like six years. It's like. We're okay. not going to do that. I think that yeah. we're gonna, I think that we're better than that. And so we're w- w- starting Monday. It's no longer new, but it'll be it'll be new tomorrow. It'll be new Friday, and then it'll, sometime it's like daylight savings happens at two a.m. on a Sunday, <laughs> um, is when it stops being new. It'll kind of always be new because we're kind of just you can't see it in here, but we're kind of slowly adding things one at a time all over a the bunch studio. Of crap around There's here. a lot of crap around here, but uh, we're getting there. Okay, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at TCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks to Greg Powers, and thanks to Craig Way, and thank you for spending some of your hard-earned time with uh, uh, Vince Young. Please give me your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Thank you.